can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey everyone, welcome to Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly, brought to you by the Talking Pools Podcast Network. My name is Tim, the 40-year pool veteran, and I am joined today by my co-host Kelly Clancy. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Today we are uh, talking about going green. Uh, Are we talking about green pools today, Kelly? (laughs) No, more like going green for the earth. For the earth. uh, For the earth, yes. I live in I, California. That is a thing. I, I got it's your, a major sales point. I, I got your outline and I was thinking, hey, we're going to talk about green pools. So anyway, <laughs> going green in the pool business. Uh, there's a lot of talk about going green as far as variable speed pumps going green. What else are we going to talk about, Kelly? We're going to talk about things that you can do within the office, things you can do on your route to reduce chemical usage, which can also help the planet because we're not using chemicals from factories and pretty much just maximizing those things because, you know, going green is a big thing. Is it where you are? I know it is in California. Kelly, going green, I remember, and we've talked about this before in other podcasts, using paper to write everything down. (laughs) And our paper was in triplicate and one stayed with the homeowner and I don't know where the other two copies went, but they ended up somewhere (laughs) and it was constantly paper. And I thought, you know, and when, when phones came out, like smartphones came out, because I remember back in the eighties. So we were just talking about when you were born (laughs) and that's about the time when, 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 when cell phones were Bag phones, car phones were first coming out when you were born. So I remember my dad having this phone that sat on the floor of his truck and it was always speaker, but it was like this big, huge, it's like the size of my computer now. Yeah. My dad had, it was like, I don't know, it was the first kind of a, it wasn't even a cell phone. It had a, had a real phone handle like you, like you, the rotary phones, it had one of those and it. You pick it up and an operator would come on, but the device for the thing fit in the back of his van. It was like a big giant (laughs) transformer, like an engine. It was crazy. So like he had the first phone you could pick up, but you had to wait for an operator to pick up. Oh, wow. But I remember when phones first came out, like smartphones and the apps. And then, then I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to track these things. And I wish I would have done it then because now there are, I don't know, five, eight different applications for the pool business. Is that right? Oh, there has to be more now. They're constantly generating. I know one, two, three. I think I know about 10 that are for the pool industry. Yeah. So. I use one on my routes. For everything. I use one on my routes. I do too. And I love it. Oh, and the customers love it. Yeah. I, I, I switched to it because I got tired of the logs getting lost. 
you know, or the customer would call me like, oh, did you show up today? It's like, did you look at your log? Uh, it's raining. I don't feel like going to the timer box. It's such a beautiful thing when the customer emails you and says, I don't think you were here today. And this, it, it still happens today. Like you get emails. Mm-hmm. Do you not? I mean, do you not see them, read them? Uh, I send them every time. So then I have to resend them with the pictures to prove that I was there. Mm-hmm. I had this happen about a month ago. A customer emailed me and he said, uh, said I wasn't there. And I know I was there because I have his history. So I had to email a screenshot of the history. I had to email, re-email two of the visits. And then he said, well, listen to this. I cleaned my flip-flaps out in the spa. So I don't think you vacuumed it out. So, <laughs> and I, I, I emailed him the pictures of the his, clean spa. And I said, for one thing, flip-flops. I was there. And for another thing, it's probably not a good idea, but cleaning your flip-flops in your spa. So he said, okay. And that's all he, he texted me back. Okay. That was it. Oh, good Lord. Well, so I think we'll first start with like things you can do in the office setting to go green. So those would be things like we were talking about changing to an app instead of having a paper log. Then you save trees and you save all of the carbon monoxide chemicals or however, whatever they use to make the paper. And then also to make the ink and, you know, you're not throwing as much trash. You know, not all those things can be recycled. It is nice that you can recycle the drums or ink stuff. Another one would be switching to on QuickBooks, you can send a digital email. You can even send a digital invoice. You can do the same thing with just Word. You know, pr- do all your invoices instead of printing them out, just email it to the customer. So you're saving a lot of waste. When I had retail stores in Indiana, we had two locations. Uh, we did use QuickBooks. Um, we used their, this was before QuickBooks Online. And so that kind of came out as we were selling off, but QuickBooks for the store. And we had routers set at both locations so we could use QuickBooks at the same time. And and I think it, it was a great way to kind of digitize everything and everything in the computer and be able to email invoices and things like that. So now it's even great where you have the apps on your phone. So QuickBooks Online, you can do all that and invoice and email from your phone rather than having any dealing with any paper at all. So super way to go green if you're in retail uh, or if you're on a route or if you have both. And another great one is the manufacturers are starting to give digital copies of their catalogs. So you don't have to have those big, huge, we'll compare it to a phone book for you guys. Because so you so have to have one for every manufacturer. You're saying I'm old. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it in this industry. But yeah, you can get a digital copy. I know Hayward has their buyer's guide. It's an app you can download. Unicell, they gave me a USB that I can plug in. It has their catalog on it. Obviously, you can Google almost every single parts breakdown possible so that you can find out what part you're looking at. So that's another way of going green is eliminating those big bulky catalogs that we you know, are used to carrying with us everywhere like they're the Bible. You know, I remember back when my mom and dad, and even when I was in business and had a retail store, the rep would come, you know, your sales rep from your whatever distributor you had and and the manufacturer's reps would come and they bring boxes of catalogs and 
just, I liked it because they smelled good. I still remember the smell of all those brochures and catalogs. Like that was like the smell of money when you got those catalogs every year, you knew your season was about ready to get started. So I yeah. will miss that. Oh yeah. I think the, the, but people like us who have grown up in the industry, we have those things. And unfortunately, you know, we got to try to consolidate. I was just thinking when you were talking about them, the reps coming, I remember the reps coming to our store and giving us brochures for the customers. And now you can go onto their website and you can download the brochure and email it to them with their bid. I do that for every single item that I sell so that they have information. Now, me personally, I may edit the document to get rid of part numbers, you know, because sometimes the very last page has the part numbers because I don't want the customer to go online, Google the part number and find it from someone else. That's, that's just something I do. In my business, I'll always take cash. But predominantly everything is digital. So my invoices are digital. My emails are digital. The logs, like I said, the brochures. I do not supply my customers with anything paper. Everything is on their computer. And a majority of my customers pay through the app. So when you go to the shows, I know you're going to a couple more shows. Do you carry around a bag still? Yes, out of habit. But a friend of mine, he got me... To he's like he's so anti business card. So he got this card. It's like a starts with a P, but it's a, a little black card. But then there's a wristband, and you take your phone and you put it on on there, so it scans it, and then all your information comes on, and they can download it to their phone. Perfect. So then you're getting rid of all those random business cards that you used to get from everybody. And I'm thinking about doing that this time around because. My purse can only fit so much stuff and I don't like taking a big purse to these shows and the bag usually, I like the bags for all the free stuff they give away instead of the brochures and stuff. So I'm going to give that a try and I think that might work really nice because, you know, business cards get lost, but if you have them scan it right in front of you and save it, then they'll have your information. I was wondering, are business cards still a thing? Do they still exist? They are, but they're starting to fade away. I would just rather have that information on my phone. I, I recently went to the San Antonio yeah. show. So that was the only one I went to this year. They wanted to hand me brochures and give me a bag. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. I used to tell myself every time I'm not going to take a brochure. I am not going to take a brochure. And lo and behold, <laughs> I flew to Vegas and I've got a suitcase full of crap. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it again. <laughs> Before I was in the pool industry, I uh, was in education. I worked for Head Start. We went to a Head Start conference. And I remember we went to like every booth. They gave you, you know, free stuff, brochures, cards. You were, we were loaded down. And I just remember putting it all on my bed and having to consolidate it so that I could take stuff home with me. There was so much that my bag would have not made the weight. And after that, that's where it's like, I've kind of consolidated it. It's also nice because like bringing up the trade shows, yeah, you get the bag, but a lot of times, these reps will just mail me the stuff that they're going to give me for free. I give them my contact information and they make a note and then they send it to me later. So that's nice when I don't need to take it on the plane. When I was at the international show in Dallas, I won a poll, an ultimate poll. And I'm like, you're going to mail this to me, right? Because I can't carry this on the airplane. I don't think they'll be happy. I used to ship so. products. I used to sell products online and ship them. And the, the hardest thing was telepoles. 
and I found a, a box from from Uline that was a two piece deal that I could ship telepoles, but that was and UPS was the only one that would ship it, so that was the that was the hardest thing to get out of there. And when I, when I was at the San Antonio show, they people did want to give you stuff, and like I I couldn't carry all this stuff. It was a smaller show, but I didn't want to carry anything. So if you're if you're a rep, if you're a rep, a sales rep, manufacturer guy, digital everything, email everything, stop carrying brochures. We don't want to carry that stuff around. Mm-hmm. Well, look, right, I have one on my desk. It's the Paramount catalog. <laughs> they, you know, they just give them like this now. I, I'm, I'll take a bunch of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, but, I've gotten so, some of those. So the, that's some of the nice things that you can do within the office. Obviously, there could be other things, but those are some main ones that you can start with. You can also, I do all my contracts over the internet. So I use like DocuSign and send it to the customer. They sign it. So that's another way of conserving paper, but also it's nice because then it's digital and you're not having filing cabinets full of papers, just taking up space. You know, from I'm told that I should become a minimalist thought I was doing good, but I guess I'm not. So I have more space, but yeah, those are some ideas that we can do. Did you know you can set your pool up so that it uses less chemicals and doesn't get algae? Wait, what? Don't you just add more chlorine? Sure, if you like spending money on chlorine. What you talking about? I'm being serious. Rudy Stankovitz maps the whole thing out in his book, How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae. Available on Amazon.com. Rudy Stankowitz maps the whole thing out in his book, How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae. Available on Amazon.com. Another thing more on the service side is the types of equipment we use or offer to our customers. So obviously chlorine is probably always going to be the number one sanitizer to use in a pool, but there's other things we can use to make that better. So like a salt cell, for example, Hey, you're generating the chlorine at your pool instead of, again, like I said earlier, getting the chlorine from the, the factories that generate it. So you're using less chlorine than you normally would, which, hey, that helps in a shortage. Also, salt does not leave the water unless it's drain, leak, or splash out. So you're conserving stuff there. But also like salt cells, Hayward has their salt cell and it, you can use as low as 800 parts per million and it'll still generate chlorine. So again, conserving in all those aspects. Love salt cells. I love the pools on my route that have them. Uh, they use a considerable less amount of chemical than all my other pools that are on my route. Uh, you know, I've got pools that either have a salt cell or you have a, a, a tablet feeder. And as soon as I walk up on anyone with a tablet feeder, I know exactly what I'm going to find out as soon as I do the water test. So <laughs> um, I love my pools with, with salt cells. Yeah. And think, you know, when you have the salt cell, you really don't Actually, you should not use tabs. So you're saving their the amount of time that they have to do between drainings. You know, customers hate when you're like, oh, I have to drain my pool this year because there was no rain. But also think about the process of making the cases for the chlorine and the cases and the bottles and the plastic factories and stuff like that. You're eliminating all that extra pollution to the the, the earth. Yes, I get there's plastic on a salt cell. I get Get there's plastic in all equipment, but if we can reduce that, that helps out. Another thing that can be a benefit is using UV or ozone. You know, that with chlorine works very efficiently because there is bacteria and viruses within the water that chlorine cannot kill. 
So it does work extra hard, even though it can't kill it. So when you put one of those in, it it's different. So like with the UV system, when you install it, the w- pool water goes through the filtration system first, and then it goes through the UV rays, and then the UV light then destroys any bacteria, algae, viruses, and other microorganisms when it goes through. UV, I did learn, is very popular in commercial settings. Like an example is New York. That's like almost mandatory is you have a UV or ozone system because they had a really bad breakout of crypto where 2,300 people were affected and got sick. So they really want to try and avoid that from happening. It wasn't even a pool. It was a splash pad that these people got sick from. And then ozone, the way it works is it does help sanitize the water by sterilizing the bacteria so it can't reproduce. And in my opinion, I would prefer having UV and ozone, such as like a HydroPure or a Dell AOP system, because you're whacking it with two instead of just one. So You're killing stuff with the chlorine, you're killing stuff with the UV, and you're killing stuff with the ozone. It will also kill other microorganisms. Let's say you live in the forest, and at night a raccoon comes and decides to poop in your pool. The UV will help kill the, it's like a worm, and it's eggs, and it will kill that. Chlorine cannot. It cannot go through the eggs of that or microorganism. I've never seen too many raccoons around the pool. But around the trash, maybe, but I've never known that about the eggs and the worms specific to a raccoon and that chlorine wouldn't touch, the, wouldn't wouldn't break the egg, wouldn't break through the egg shell wall or the UV or it would kill it. So that's interesting. Isn't it? I But I would think that you would have experience with raccoons living in Arkansas. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Well, we have raccoons there too, but... That's only when you're camping and you leave your trash outside that the raccoons come around. Yeah, the only time I see I've ever seen a raccoon was when we'd go up to the mountains and, you know, be at a cabin or something. It's not like we really should be seeing them in the city or, you know, in the daylight. Do you know anything about AOP systems? I do, and and what we've talked about so far like the salt cells as far as on my routes, the pools that use the least amount of chemical or chemical required that I'm expending out of my truck would be the, the the pools with salt cells. And then you're talking about the pools with UV, uh, ozone. They will use a lot less chlorine uh, that I'm having to mm-hmm. use and expense out of my truck than just a standard tablet feeder pool that's pump and filter and, and, and feeder. So those three you know types of pools, I have them on all my routes. And I do encourage people to to look at the salt cells and and try to put those on on every pool. I would love to have them on every pool, but a lot of customers don't want to go that route just because of the expense. But it may be a higher upfront upfront expense, but they're going to spend a lot less money and handle a lot less chemical. In my experience with um, I do a lot of startups and programming, and I have one particular builder in my area. They do quite a few, and they put salt cells on every single one of their pools. And I think it's a great idea, especially you know, like I said chlorine shortage that really helps out. But I have a couple other builders I work with and what I've learned from doing their equipment sets because what they do is they they're newer builders and they work with my Hayward reps. The reps recommend me for the equipment and they get everything set up and what they'll need for the pool. And doing these equipment sets and seeing how this all works together has sold me on wanting to continue that with all my customers. Obviously it's always going to be a price thing, but you know 
you can gradually put those things in, you know, maybe one item a year or whatever it is. Those pools use a lot less chemicals. So and another one I was going to mention on top of like the ozone, UV, AOP, the salt is having a chemical feeder, such as like a sense and dispense or a liquidator. For me personally, pools with salt cells, I think should have a chemical feeder for acid because it does help cut down on the cleanings. It does help maintain that pH more steadily than it does when me or you go to the pool, test the water. Oh, we need acid. And we pour, you know, half a gallon, a quarter gallon or whatever it is. And hope for the best until the next week. And as you know, on especially a new basic plaster pool, you could do that, but the next week you're going to be adding more acid. It's never, it just seems like it never goes down, at least to me for that first year. I haven't seen any builders kind of latch onto that sense and dispense. It's either their, their personal choice. I have builders that, uh, especially the gunite guys, the gunite guys will just put a tablet feeder on there and that's it. Yeah. Um, the fiberglass installers will do will do salt cells. They all do salt cells. It, it's just an interesting makeup of, of what they're doing. Now the gunite guys will do UV and ozone. So I see UV and ozone on all their installs. I don't see that with the fiberglass installers. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's just their personal choice on what they want to use. I would prefer, you know, that everyone did a salt cell, but you know, we can't uh, always have everything we want. That is true. I do like the sins and dispense. I have used them before from both of the, the two major manufacturers, um, mm-hmm. And I think that they're not just for commercial. I think they work really yeah. well on on residential pools, and and uh, some of them really need it. I have one on my route, just one one pool. I mean, everyone could use it, but I have one pool in particular that really needs. I'm trying to sell him a sense of sense and dispense. He, his house is like a resort anyway, and he entertains <laughs> a lot. I think he really needs this system, but he just, I don't know why, but he doesn't want to go through the expense. And it's really not that big of an expense, but it's a great system that would help maintain his pool all the time rather than just me coming once a week. And what I have found, like when you want to like get your customers to really look into these things is start, me personally, my customers, if they're home, they like to come out. So I try to educate them on stuff and I just keep trying to let them know, hey, this will help this Here's a good one. Hey, if your pool barely uses any chlorine, I don't have to raise my price so much on you. You know, that's a great, honestly, that's a big sales point to some of my customers. They're like, oh, okay. Saves me money in the long run. Also makes it safer for their family. You know, you have kids, you don't want them exposed to chemicals. You have dogs, you don't want them to drink it. For me personally, if I had like the best choice of a pool to as we said, go green, it would be salt cell, acid feeder, an AOP system, and maybe even throw in there one of the mineral type of things like Blue XL and stuff like that. That way you're covering all your bases. And I would say a type of atmosphere, you can use like 0.5 to one part per million of chlorine consistently. So one thing we didn't talk about on here, and I do with all of my pools, I don't know if you do it with yours, um, is balancing water. And balancing the, mm-hmm. the LSI of the water. There's a lot of conversation going on about balancing LSI, and I think it's great. But that makes whatever you're, you, when you're using chlorine, whether the salt cell is producing it, whether you're adding it to the pool, if your pool water is balanced, that chlorine will be a lot more efficient and mm-hmm. last a whole lot longer. So if it's not, then you're just going to be fighting certain things week after week, wondering, you know, why my pH is high? Why my alkalinity is high? Why is my chlorine, you know, I, I add it and, and it could be, 
you know, two to three, but a zero by the time you get there and your pool might be cloudier, maybe not, but your chlorine is not lasting as long as it should. But balancing LSI along with doing the rest of this stuff, presenting the stuff to your customers, because like Kelly said, we are in, in some major shortages on, on chemical. I think we're going to see, you know, I, I saw it today. I actually had to buy some today and, and I use, this is usually my day to stock my truck in the morning and uh, I had a difficult time finding things. So some of that stuff was not in stock even now when it should be right now. No, I agree with you. If you don't have your water balanced, and I do like the LSI, if you don't have it balanced, then none of these things are going to work right. Then you're going to still be seeing the high chemical costs. So it's better to keep things balanced so that all of the equipment can do what it's supposed to and also last longer. You know, you don't want like an example, the acid feeder, you don't want that thing pumping all the time, all day long. It's going to get expensive. It's going to wear out and then you're going to have to replace it sooner. If you want to utilize what you have, everything has its job pretty much the way I look at it. Have you had good luck using those additional aids, minerals? Are you using them on your pools? Recently with shortages and stuff and trying to figure out ways to reduce chemical demand, like chlorine demand on pools where people are on a tighter budget. I started using like minerals. I know a lot of people who like Blue XL. They think it, it's really good and they like it better than the Pooler X. And it's, it's more of a preference, I think. Also, I think cost, you know, I do think minerals, the mineral systems do help decrease, like at least the use of chlorine. In Indiana, I saw a lot of frog systems. There was basically on every pool, like every builder was putting on a frog system. And then here down south in Texas, um, I see if I pick up a pool, see a lot of the Blu-ray XL um, bags or, um, you know, leftover that were left over from either a previous person or from the, the builder that may have left it there. I haven't seen a lot of pool RX down here, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But just interesting how those pockets are and, and the personal preference of builders and what they use. I know a lot of service companies in Northern California that use the minerals. And I mean, they require it on every single pool that they sign up. Same thing with tablets, because I see a lot of guys on uh, Facebook talking about hunting down tablets. And uh, so they're sometimes having to buy them at Walmart. I'm going to admit I did that one time, but I did try to find some tablets that didn't include <laughs> copper sulfate and, and wasn't, you know, the really cheap kind. So, um, but that, that was something that happened last year. So hopefully we won't have to get into that this year, but. Well, think of it this way. You put salt, have salt cells on your pools. You don't need to worry about the tab shortage or the price going up like it is, or, Hey, when is that plant going to be open? We wouldn't need that plant if, if everybody, you know, remove tabs. It'll be interesting to see if and when plants open, production increases, if the price will follow. So I think they're kind of liking getting a much higher price for tablets and chlorine. So it'll be interesting to see in the yeah. next, I don't know, three, five years. I don't know how long that, that'll take to wind itself down, but we'll see. Well, going green, you wouldn't have to worry about the increase on the deposits from they raise their oh price gosh, on their deposits the first of the month. So there's a there's a lot of benefits to going green. And I guess maybe in other areas, you can phrase it differently than California. You know, they're all about solar. What we have to have, sol there has to be a certain percentage of solar panels on your roofs on new builds in California. But hey, that helps me that sell heat pumps. <laughs> the heat pump. I know a lot of heat pump people. 
Oh, they work great. I have a I have a couple customers. They swim on New Year's Day. But so we've covered a lot of ways to go green in your business, whether that's in your retail store, uh, whatever software you're using to manage your sales, whatever software you're using on your phones to manage your routes, um, to saving costs and chemicals by installing salt cells, using UV and ozone, uh, AOP systems. We've covered a lot of information. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, I encourage you to email us, talkingpools at gmail.com. And let us know if you have questions. We'll get those things answered on uh, on our Facebook page or we'll get them answered on the air sometime. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. Please follow, share, and most of all, review our podcast. And when you listen, please download. That's how we know we're, we're getting to you guys. Uh, this will notify you when new episodes are available and it will help us reach more pool professionals like you. I hope you have benefited in some way from this show. If we have helped you in your business or if you have any questions you would like us to answer on our show, please let us know. You can email us at talkingpools at gmail.com. We will get those answered in future episodes. You can find the Talking Pool podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next show. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 